And are we live? I think we we should be pretty live. It seems like moist vessel. Moist vessel. Are you with us? Are you moist? With us? Moist. 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 Toilet. <laughs> Okay. All right. I think that's enough time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. Star Trek um, Lower Decks, the first season, the fourth episode called Moist Vessel is over uh, here on this August evening of 2020. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast as we cover this episode. Um, I'm Dave Mater, joined by, with Jamil Robinson and my brother, Jeff Mater. How are you guys doing? Doing Excellent. well. We're coming off the heels of a Big Brother 22 podcast that we just finished a little while ago. And in between, we watch Lower Decks, and then we come here to talk about Lower Decks. So we're excited to talk about that with you tonight. Um, this was a fun episode, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was my favorite uh, of, the, of the four I've seen so far. Uh, Jamil, I know you had watched it um, earlier, and then you rewatched it with me just now. Uh, so what's your take on it now? So... Um... I, I did chuckle a couple times during this episode, um, but I enjoyed this as a story um, episode as opposed to, you know, story with hijinks and comedy where we'd be laughing throughout. Um, I enjoyed both um, A and B plots um, as just a watcher of a story as opposed to like somebody watching like a comedy. Um, I have issues with the end, but that's, I think we're going to, see stuff like that happen from time to time on this season. One second, I'm just going to close my door. That's okay. Um, <laughs> the door is closed. <laughs> I assume, Jeff, you're going to be next in terms of your reaction? Sure. I was going to go to Jeff next. Yeah, Jeff, so I, you didn't really say much. Laughed. I heard you laughing with me a few times. Um, yeah, I thought there were some strong moments. The whole sequence where uh, Mariner is hating being a lieutenant and being in the senior staff, I thought was the strongest part of the episode. Oh, like that uh, montage, and- like where it's quick cutting between all the duties of the senior staff and what comes with being a senior officer? Yeah, like that and how much um, uh, Boimler was hating it <laughs> and was just so super jealous. And also, I thought, the um, what's the, the science the Orion girl's name? Devana. 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 Uh, her stuff her stuff was hit and miss in the B plot. Like yeah. some of the stuff was funny and was working for me. And then like other stuff I was kind of like, there's a little too much of this going on. And they were trying to lay it on a little thick, and I think they needed a little less of it. Um but the the lot the ending with her with the guy going into the like the uh, the ascension or whatever, I thought that that was really good. Yeah. Okay. I like. I, I. I agree with you for the most part. I thought like it was hit and miss. I thought that this particular, like in terms of what they had like to squeeze out of this, I think comedy wise, I think that they it was just a little bit too heavy. Um, it could have maybe just been tightened a bit. Um, but wasn't too bad. Like I overall, I thought I I thought this was a fun episode. I liked kind of seeing another ship. Uh, this um. What was it? The USS um, um, Merced? Merced. Merced. Yeah, yeah. So with with which is basically Captain Freeman's rival. Like they used to serve together on some ship, 
and they have sort of a rivalry with one another. And they're captaining the uh, ships of the uh, that are appear to be the same class, and they're kind of on this mission to tractor beam a uh, like a, a like generation ship with like a whole bunch of like people in stasis, and the and the uh, the, pre- the moist vessel of it all is this moist. liquid, this fluid that is from that ship that turns inorganic matter into organic matter. So liquid Genesis. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the Genesis, the thing from Star Trek two or something like that. So we're sort of on that trope. Um, yeah. Like I, I like, I, I thought that the senior officer stuff was probably the funniest stuff. That's what I really took away from this episode. Uh, and just, I guess the thing that's maybe sticking out to me is like this, this whole captain, the captain of the other ship, the Tellerite, this, um, what was his name? Yeah. I can't remember his name. Either. Captain Durango. <laughs> Durango. Hello. Cap- captain Durango. He, he causes this massive crisis by basically, you know, like getting out of formation with the, uh, in the track, which is basically not, you're just drag, you're a tugboat. You're just tugging this thing through space. And, I, I guess that guy ascends. Whatever. What was that about? What? I, I, okay. So the whole ascension thing really <laughs> is the other thing. I, I'm still trying to figure out here. So ascent. So I, I know that there was that episode where that guy, that the John Doe guy, Next Generation, who eventually like ascends or becomes like this higher form of life or whatever. And I guess it's it's paying tribute to certain episodes of Star Trek like that, where people turn into other things or go to other realms or whatever it is. Um, I don't know if this played that well. I think I would have rather he just died. Like where he, like, I don't know if they needed to bring him back. It, it, was, it uh, More than anything, it felt like a Rick and Morty ending uh, than anything, especially with the torturous, the koala, um, you know, how um, what they wanted was actually something that's just brutally awful. Um, it it seemed very, like a very Rick and Morty um, type of ending. <laughs> Jody, I absolutely disagree. So Jody says this is this episode was the worst yet. Period. I think the worst in terms of laughs, but um, I I think I hated um, episode one more than this one. Me too. Um, I, I concur. And the reason for that is. If you're not going to make me laugh, at least have a story that at least is somewhat competent. And this one succeeded. I was at least interested in majority of stuff except the ending. Um, cold opening is awful, mind you, just yeah, just I'll brutal stuff. Um, but um, but everything else, yeah, I was fine with it. I like how this is what the second or third relationship the Ryan girl has had. Um, officer, sorry, the Ryan officer has had in four episodes where yeah um, like I, I don't know really like i'm in and out on Devanna. i find that rutherford is consistently funny um <laughs> and, she, and and her like this whole angle to, that they gave to her character tonight that she needs to be liked by everybody i i know people like this and so um i i find that kind of funny but i will that like is that something I need them to harp on all the time? Maybe not, but if I are just they, know that, that's built are they into setting the stage with is. like the like an Orion officer desperately trying to um, have people like them when um, the thing is Orion 
girls, females, yeah, females in general are specifically can use their pheromones to kind of, you know, allure like everybody, and control, like um, yeah, things. So maybe that's going to play out in the episode. And they're laying the groundwork that she's desperate to be liked because she does not, she's unable to, or she can and she doesn't want to. Right. Yeah, they'll probably have have some more fun with that for yeah. sure. So it's like a groundwork episode. I just I just didn't like the ending at all with the ascension yeah. part. I, I felt that was like very Rick and Morty ish. Yeah, like I agree. Like I think the cold open and the ending of this episode were kind of very cartoony and very didn't land. You know, it didn't really land for me. But having said that some of the jokes that they that they were able to fit into the middle of this episode were really good. The captain doing the scoobity scap scap jazz thing was hilarious. That was so funny. The the poker game where the uh, rant, uh, ransom is like licking his like like his gums and he's like, and then he's like you fold you all fold wait wait a minute I'm not gonna okay I fold <laughs> stuff like that Those but Jordan wearing the sunglasses in the game too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Lieutenant Shax Shax is, yes. is my favorite character and he's barely on the show but every time he is I, I'm i happy when she's, like, for less. when she's assigned to like uh, clean the turbo lift or whatever grease the turbo lift you know and he gets in there and she's like hey I'm working here he's like sorry and he just like that's one of his only lines in the episode and it's hilarious like it's you know he, he, and he barely says anything like, um, I thought we chose bar stools. It's like I can't. It hurts my back. You're not sitting yeah. on it right. Yeah, I forgot. I men for less. The whole conversation about like like we have serious junk If we get a back and then it has a leather strip down the middle, no, we can't do that. And, you know, it's just like and I'm like I think that this is something they would fucking argue about. In, we've we've all been in like leadership meetings where it's like nonsensical garbage and you're like oh my gosh why are we arguing about this such a name topic and it's like that's what those meetings are like talking right. about chairs right should we get a leather strap should um should we get um ergo chairs which ergo chairs should we get from which manufacturer yeah. like, <laughs> it would be so... better to get a stand-up desk should we have no chairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> up down give people the option do we really want to have that kind of an office we don't want an us versus them scenario yeah you know you can do i don't know you can all get all kinds of like things like i think that basically yeah you should you are on the ship. It is your job, right? Although it is your passion to be in Starfleet. And I think that there are ship office slash office politics going on here. So it's 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 bringing in sort of that office humor, not like the mockumentary side of it, really, but just like the whole like this is what we got put up with. Sometimes I think Beckett takes it a little far in terms of her insubordination, but that's kind of what who she is, right? Like this whole arc that she goes through in this episode of getting like you know um they can't get rid of her by just giving her the worst jobs so they promote her so that she has to spend more time with her mother and just with these senior officers who she finds stuffy and not fun and and whatever um just to get demoted back down to an ensign that's what she likes doing uh like i guess being down there with the the little people or whatever like you know it's more of a camaraderie we haven't talked a lot about the whole fact that they all live in this hallway together and have little bunks like that's that's a little weird, um, but I 
like for this time period like they've shown that kind of stuff in like you know star trek 6 like that was kind of a 23rd century i, I know i'm nitpicking but um but that's what you do dave and we love you for it it's fine. yeah yeah i guess the defiant was the only ship that really had like kind of bunks like that but that was a different kind of ship you know i'm i'm like I'm, I'm starting to like the cerritos i'm starting to grow on in this world right every yeah. time i see those science officers in those white boots i go that's an odd choice i gotta tell you <laughs> but you know that that everyone else gets black boots but only but the science division gets white boots jeff how did you feel about um the uniform change for um um mariner i think she looks better in the yellow yeah uh, i agree I think, I think i think they're the i hope they make that change down the road i get why what they're doing just but aesthetically like, with her like you know like you mean or um yeah she just looks better in the uniform i think uh for me like i just i don't know like the character pops more and she's and i really do think like at first i thought like boimler was the main character but it's clear it's beckett's the main character and and uh boimler's kind of like the sidekick to right. her she's her you team. know that's really He's, yeah. he's her Dean to her Frank. Oh, I thought you meant to her Sam. Yeah, like to me, like they're almost sure. like a Seinfeld ensemble <laughs> too, right? Like you got you, you know, you got the four of them, right? Yeah, uh, they're sure. kind of like four friends, right? And it revolves around one of those four, or like, or more one of the of them, depending yeah. on how many plots they have in the episode. You know, I don't know. Like, I did, like nothing in this episode was like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Trek. Definitely not. Like it was, it didn't make me laugh as much as i wanted it to all the time but generally i was in i was you know the only time i find i'm taken out of it is when people act out of character i, th I didn't think what this captain did made a lot of sense but it's you know uh it, it, he's a but whatever i'll i'll excuse it i guess we, just, just we we take into consideration that one um supposedly uh beckett is uh captain and uh, she has to have Mariner on the show. Has to. Like, on the ship. She's responsible. Nothing she can do. Her admiral husband has kind of forced her into this situation. Two, the rest of the crew doesn't know that their mother and daughter, although I don't know how they couldn't or wouldn't, or they don't really want to talk about it. Only the it's first kind of officer knows? But he kind of implies that he's like, I don't know why you keep her around. Yeah, right? he did say those things, right? So I guess he doesn't know. How can you I not know? You just look it up. It's like in the <laughs> database, right? Like it's he would have to have looked up his captain's personnel file. But they never like they never mention a relationship in the presence of other people. It's always them. And I, I guess it's the show just being coy. And kind of making a decision down the road where maybe this is going to be a revelation, maybe not, right? Because it would be considered favoritism that uh, she doesn't get punished um, or she's given a lighter load because she's a daughter or a heavier load because she's a daughter. So I guess to avoid that altogether, they kind of have that under the impression. So only Bormuller knows yeah, I guess yeah. so. Like it's yeah, it's odd, but it's I guess it's just it's part it's baked into this like the premise of this show. Yeah. As to your point. And and I don't know if their relationship is fully like working for me, you know, all the time like this mother like the, what their dynamic is. Like even after tonight I'm like, "Okay, where do you go from here?" Exactly, cuz they've kind of 
they reset it. They sitcomed it. They sitcomed it, right? Yeah. So where we're gonna? What, do I did not like yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Individually, I think the captain and Beckett are working, but together, yeah, I, I'm not convinced that uh, the show is accomplishing what it wants to accomplish with those two. Which it's, with those two, which it seems they want kind of a, um, I don't know, like a, a relationship that is uh, kind of deep, like kind of like where they can have those moments where it's like they're they're bonding, well, but at the same time, like they the rest of the crew doesn't seem to really like acknowledge them or like you know like as 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 a unit or and they don't want to like really be a unit even though they're but then they're trying to like have these moments so i don't i don't know if if it works yet but maybe it doesn't need to work right now and it'll work later yeah. uh you know so i don't know i'm waiting to w- w- wait and see like I, I get i get that that's what they wanted to do uh because they had to address that at some point if they're going to make it a mother daughter thing they had to address it in an episode in some way and you guys well do it sooner than later yeah and i think that's what happened here and like you know there was really like very very little though like rutherford in this episode there was very little ransom uh shacks a lot of my the good the people that i think are the funniest weren't really in the episode all that much but the captain was really funny i thought and so was beckett beckett was really funny you know so they, oh, they and uh, carry... the guy who plays the engineer, he's from the, um, he's from the league, right? No, okay. you know who yeah. I mean. Which guy? Um, the bald guy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. <laughs> so uh, his name is yeah, Paul, Paul Shear. Shear. Paul Shear. Paul Shear. Yeah, part of the. Who did uh, he do? Did he do? He the does guy like that, he uh, he he was just like he was having that conversation with Shax about the stools <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Like he's he was the guy with the mustache, the engineer with the yeah, mustache. Oh, does he do that guy's voice? <laughs> yeah. It's like we. I thought we voted on the bar stools. It's like no, it hurts my back. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, it's I killed men for less. It's like no, you don't. It's like uh, I well, I, it, but I was <laughs> I threaded men for almost the same. You know, <laughs> a great exchange. A great exchange. My yeah. pro- like another problem I had with this episode. I wish it was an hour. I wish it was an hour. I wish we had more time with um, mm, Beckett in, like Beckett as you know, in, with command, and there was more hijinks. I wanted more of um, Bormler just seething at what's going on, and you know, wanting um, like just trying to get in, trying to be bad, and just completely failing at it. Mm. Um, we didn't really need more of the B storyline. I, I was kind of no. enough of it, but just you know, m- more of what works. Yeah, uh, I kind of wanted him torturing to be her, more of that, her. Like, yeah, that, 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 right, that the, lieutenant the that she's spot. trying to get to ascend, who she's trying to make up for the fact that she ruined his meditation party. That he admits he was just faking in order to sort of get attention as like the spiritual guy on the ship. He's like the he's like maybe the Chakotay of of the ship. A Akuchi Yeah, right. And he was just faking it. And I but I kind of wanted him to die there. I didn't care for his character really that much. And also, I wanted to see how the ship sh- show dealt with death. How if if it could deal with something like that because a lot of Star Trek episodes do and how lower decks is going to sort of approach that. Because I think it's going to come up eventually. I think eventually they're going to try to do the Borger here and whatever. Mom's going to uh, die. Mom's going to die. Mama's going to die. Mom's going to die. 
maybe that's where this is headed. Maybe she's only going to be around for the first season, and then maybe eventually there's a new captain. Not sure, but... Um, I, I, I called it uh, episode one that I think the lower decks people will become the upper deck people, and then there will be a new set of characters <laughs> put in the lower deck. Mariner becomes captain. Yeah, yeah, and, and her daughter's her off. Star and, Trek. <laughs> and Boimler's the first officer, or Ransom just stays the first officer. Yeah. Actually, Bo- 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 Boimler's like a like the guy with the mustaches spot. I also like this idea that Boimler will never be promoted, and he'll just he'll never constantly. be promoted. <laughs> never yeah, get yeah, noticed. Yeah. Well, we have that moment with him tonight where he's like, "So they like it when we break the rules, eh?" It's like now he's just gonna, yeah, he's just gonna go nuts though. Are you crazy? So wait, they have to have an episode with Q, and it shows Bormler like, like they do a reverse. This is your life, like they did with Picard, but it's with Bormler like doing everything bad, All right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, and uh, and then it all backfiring on him, and yeah, and, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like or, he becomes or the too officer. great. He becomes too great. Yeah, or, like, like he becomes he overshadows officer. Chief O'Brien, and um, you know the most important man in history. And so he yeah. has like I, I gotta I gotta I gotta take the other path. I, I can't take mm-hmm. away O'Brien Shine. Yeah, like it just was um I wanna see I like I'm okay if the show I think the show can be funny and also maybe a little bit more Star Trek than it is, just in terms of taking these I just like you know what took me out of the pilot was just like the whole sequence where everyone's turning into a zombies, but Rutherford and the Trill lady, they're very much more interested in flirting. So I'm like, yes, like maybe it's just a Tuesday. You know, I, I think you can take that, you can pull that back a bit. I, I think that there's a balance here. I think we can still, this show can be super funny and also interesting and have a plot and whatever. They changed Rutherford's um, character though. Like if that, ha- like his current character, he'd be more concerned about something sciencey as opposed to making out with the Trill. Right, like a funny moment was, you know, he found the enjoyment in watching the um, the, the tractor beam um, being regulating and the the readings. He's like, "Oh my gosh, wow, it is exciting." A comment from Michael Chan. He's saying that heart reaction was not an accidental butt reaction. <laughs> I legit hit the heart because I love you, Pete. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> Last we'll week. Back. So I said to him last, the other night, I was like, "Hey man, are you are you angry about something we said in the podcast?" Because you know, because he gave it an angry emoji, but it was just a butt dial. So that's what that's <laughs> about. Um, yeah. So I was like, "Did you, was it a spoiler, or did we say something, or or was it because we were saying that Discovery wasn't good?" Because I know he's a fan of Discovery. So that was my uh, my initial reaction. I was like, "He must not like our takes on Discovery." <laughs> yeah, that was our theory. But no, he was he was there, but. Um, Michael, I don't know if you've watched this episode of Lower Decks, but uh, we, we'd love to hear what you think. We're going to be doing Star Trek Radio Theater with Michael and his wife, Jessica, on this Sunday. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Just looking ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, no, I was just going to say that I think, I think this episode kind of like for me just gave me what I want out of Lower Decks. What I'm starting to grow into what I want out of the show, which is make me laugh, give me Star Trek puns, um, get me to love these characters, which they're doing. Uh, they're not... There's a few characters that they're not. I'm not quite sold on yet, and one of them is Tendi. Like, like, like she's not... Her jokes are not landing for me yet, so like, I hope they can kind of find I think they're, For me, rhythm. they're landing more than Mariner's jokes are landing. 
Because I don't think well, like, Mariner's well, a great comedic character all the time. Depends who she's with, but yeah. Um, well, I thought she was fantastic tonight, other than like the cold open and like some of the jokes with her mom kind of sucked. That yawn but thing. Oh. The yawn thing was bad. Um, but what was but her best joke tonight? It was all the stuff with with with, with, with like the the poker. The where poker. It's like, it was you all fold. You fold. So <laughs> you know, when, like, so when she's calling the senior officers on their sort of pretentious nonsense or like just yeah. but also being honest like i said it's always honest like this is exactly what they would do right and i think that's what they sort of have always done with the show, show is like, like yeah like call up the absurdity but sort of embrace that that is just what is normal in star trek universe yeah, yeah. people ascend people that's what they're always like like this is a, a universe where um Literally, like Leonardo da Vinci was also like the seven hundred year old man that was like had all these different lives. That um, this was a planet that this is a, a world where Earth is not like our Earth. Like it's it's uh, there was the eugenics wars, there was Khan, there was all these other things. They have a it's it's Earth and it's similar to us in a lot of ways, but it's also not. It's got a very different history, different set of rules about reality, and t like there's time travel, there's alternate dimensions, there's Q, there's whatever you want so it's almost like unlimited whatever you can imagine can happen in star trek basically is there yeah, gonna be a mirror episode of this of this show will they do it um I, so. I don't believe so not for a while if they do do it it won't be in this season i don't think because yeah. this is more modeled off tng and tng never even did a mirror universe episode so like mirror boimler is just a guy who's more like mariner <sighs> and vice versa like i don't know i think mirror... they would switch it on his head even more so um well he might be like the guy that we saw in tonight's episode where he was like so they want you to break the rules like he might just be like this crazy person that breaks every rule and, and but is more like vindictive you know whereas like um, uh mariner doesn't do it to be that she just uh, does it because that's who she, what she likes to do and like yeah. she doesn't want to you know get bogged down in minutiae and she just wants to have fun right and, and, she likes exploring you know, space she likes doing this job but she doesn't like all the paperwork for sure mm -hmm. no. like that comes with being a senior officer and she doesn't like that she doesn't i don't think she, she doesn't like that she doesn't fit in also with like she doesn't like that she's a little different and so she kind of disrupts everybody around her because of that she obviously grew up in you know she has a military background starfleet um family so a lot of rules and regulations so she's just it's a natural uh, reaction her 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 flex is to always rebel against the status quo or what is just the standard and um, there's no wiggle room for rule breaking and uh, interpretation and, you know, spontaneity in higher command. So that's why in the lower decks, mm -hmm. there's more flexibility. There's no one watching you. You can make things into, <laughs> you can, uh, with carbonite cleaning, you can turn into like a, a huge wager that everyone's enjoying. Right, you you match that against the poker game where everything is very standardized. Everyone has rules and they f seem to fall. You can't go all in, right? You know? they, they can't decide what betting in their fake money. 
<laughs> you know, and he didn't think funny. And it's like I do, I do like the the cat doctor, like <laughs> her jokes a lot of the times, like where it's just like, how long will it take you to fix that biobed? I don't know, four hours. That's uh that's awesome you know like it, like she constantly like flips the joke on its head and she did that again tonight with the poker where she's don't like, tell me what to do oh, don't tell me what to do i fold you know like it's just i think yeah. i think I, I love the doctor i like the cast i think that this is a great voice cast for the most part and i think that they're playing off each other pretty well not all the time they're gonna have to find they're gonna have to sort of iron out what's not working but it, you know it's 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 a mixed bag the other thing that kind of stuck out to me like i think jeff you were saying like what's the point of this mariner um and freeman relationship right the mother-daughter relationship i i felt like it's it's also trying to just appeal to a younger audience like yes. as as a parent especially like this whole like let just let me be me and all like coming from mariner to her mother like i was like okay like this is very much about um sort of like the where i'm a millennial but i'm like but the next generation after is like the gen zeds i guess so the gen z's um and so that's i think part of what they're feeling maybe and so they're yeah. trying to they're trying to just call that out directly in dialogue case in point the yawn joke i i, I mean the yawn joke is for kids yes it wasn't you know, funny it, it's funny if you're you know seven is it you know <laughs> yeah she yawned repeatedly she yawned because she's bored like yeah okay it's funny like when you're a kid because you're like oh you know like it's Is it? one of those kind of, <laughs> probably not but i th I like to think seven-year-old me would be dumb enough to think that was funny okay uh you know so that's kind of how i look at that joke if that's the that's bone they, they need to throw to the seven-year-olds to get them to like the show then whatever look, I guess, that's but... what they went with on the cold open yeah. <laughs> and they did that for a reason because they they probably test screened it with a bunch of kids and, and saw it worked. Got got more of them to watch it. Yeah, exactly. probably right. It's yeah. a cartoon at the. This is a cartoon at the end of the day, guys. And uh, yes, it's uh, geared towards Star Trek fans for people, you know, people that watched Star Trek when they were growing up, and and, and kind of want to go back and get all those nostalgic feels. But at the same time, they want to bring in new people. They want to bring in like they want the new kids and the, to grow up on this and then go back and, and just like the, just like the when we were growing up, the next generation was that right? Because yeah, and right. the next generation did do a lot to definitely make itself different than the original series in in all kinds of ways, but um, but it was still like a crew, right? Like it was more of the, I guess it was more of the movie dynamic is kind of mm -hmm. what I think like the next gen right. picked up more than the TV show, the original series that is. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, and that's the thing when we watched the original series, Dave, and we watched like TNG or whatever we watch or at Deep Space Nine. That when we especially when we watched the original series, that show was nothing like the the TNG the subsequent show, scope. Yeah. There are things similar, but for the most part, the formula of the show is quite a bit different. There, there are you know, like the, it really the '60s version of Star Trek is like the old, you know, it's like the old West, but it's also like got like. You know, they get in and they get out. Nothing really continues over to the next episode. Nothing's really, you know, really re recalled back from a previous episode. It's very serialized. It's boom, it's boom, it's boom, right? Um, 
whereas in TNG, like, you know, there's a lot, they're referencing lots of history from, from the original series, but also from just, you know, things that they've already brought up in the past or, uh, you know, all sorts of different things, right? So Lower Decks has that, um, that luxury of all that universe to play with like you said with they could do q they could do time travel once they do get to do that i i'm excited to see what they could do now jamil you were saying that like you wish it was like you know an hour long or maybe 42 minutes long would be like the hour long instead of 22 minutes i would like to see this show around 30 minutes i think eight more minutes of show for me would be perfect i just i wanted more of this like i enjoyed the story right and i would prefer to like see it drawn out more and you know more of beckett you know cleaning and doing tasks even just a couple more minutes Mm -hmm. more time with her in with leadership and and going through that i felt like there was more um there's more they can do um you know her having to run the bridge you know, for a set of hours. And I thought like the tractor beam thing was going to be a, a, a factor that just continues on so and so, so and such. And uh, once again, um, not Brimler, um, uh, engineer um, Rutherford. Rutherford was going to get involved. And that's where like things were like cross yeah. over. There's, it just felt like right. that his involvement just seemed to be taken out. Right. right. That's a good point. Like, like I said earlier, that. Um, there really wasn't enough Rutherford, there wasn't enough Shacks, and there wasn't enough Ransom for me in this episode. Yeah. And that's the problem with the 22-minute format is, like, they have to focus on, like, one character or one relationship. And tonight they kind of focused on, you know, Beckett and her mom and uh, Tendi and the religious guy. You know, that was that was really... Yeah, I think it's going to shift around. I think each week we're going to get, like, well, this, this is episode four, so we're going to get six more in this first season. I think that, like, you know, maybe next week it will be more. Oh, we see that it's going to be more, more Boimler next week because he was not in this a lot. Um, but I, even the senior officers, I think we'll have one where um, the cat doctor, uh, she's going to be in it more and and whatever. Like last week, it was more of Ransom. We saw, like, ran, it was Ransom and, and Beckett were a big part of last week. Um, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> and, um, I'm okay with that because that's kind it's of the TNG model. <laughs> I love it. Double like we know because we do that Star Trek radio theater. We know that there's episodes where like a main character like a Brian maybe has like one word in an episode or something like sure. that, right? You know, or he's, you know, he's like, hey, this give is all I'm doing this week. Stick. Yeah, give me my jump yeah. stick. Jump stick. All right. Do we want to look just ahead? Oh, so we let's just rate this episode and then we'll talk about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next week, uh, so okay. I, I know you showed me that preview, Jeff, but what was going on in that? Oh, you want, yeah, I can, um, I can, let's see if I can recall. Um, or give me all, yeah, you can. What did you think was girl, going on? So, there's a <laughs> Brubler yeah, has his um, long time far away girlfriend coming to meet him. Um, of course, uh, Mariner doesn't believe she exists at the first part and then meets her. So automatically feels like something is up. Uh, but we're, we're not quite sure if it's jealousy or if that's the case. And what eventually happens is there is some um, awkward sitcom-y moments, uh, Farley Brothers type humor um, with them interacting, which includes a pantsing. 
Yeah, I saw the pants scene at the end. I was like, what's what's going on? Okay, like maybe it will be funny, but like I didn't really like from what I could tell from the preview, I wasn't drawn in right away. Yeah, um, it's a terrible preview. So work on that, uh, CBS. Okay, so let's just uh, talk about this. So um, let's just get right to it. Jeff, do you got a, a rating? Probably give it a for me on this one. Say that again. Six and a half. Yeah, just kind of your volume just dipped out just when you said you were going to do it. Oh, did it? Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jamil? Um, I would say seven. I was wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, that that fits in with. Yeah, it fits in seven. Yeah, I'm so I'm somewhere in that range. I think I think a seven is too generous. I think it's more like a six point eight. Um, so that's that brings us out to an average of six point eight. I was right on the money <laughs> with that six point eight. I'm right in the middle of you. You're Jeff's at six and a half, and Jamil's at seven. So I'm right. I'm smack, smack dab in the middle. So that's. That is better than the pilot, but only just a bit in our yeah. in our rating system. Uh, last week still strongest uh, so far in Temporal Edict. How, so, how does Jane feel about the show so far? Well, she's she's mostly positive on it. Like she's she's liking it. Um, she wouldn't tell me what she thought of this particular episode tonight because, because I hadn't. Don't seen talk it yet. to me. Don't, don't talk, talk to me. Get out of here. Don't talk to me. She says, I'm "Like all right, I don't want to taint you." She says, "Yeah, I mean, you can never taint me." Jordy already told me what he thought. Like this morning, he's, he messaged our group saying, "I hated this episode." He showed up tonight to let us know again that he. I, I'm curious to hear Jordy, why Jordy's I, hating this so much, but also, yeah, I could tell you why he hates Beckett. Oh, yeah. Beckett. Yeah, she's one character. I don't think he likes that character. Mary suing a little bit. Yeah, I. Yeah, she's whatever. doing the yawns. Like we even cringed on some of those things. Like yeah. it's true, but Jody is not one to forgive those things. <laughs> <laughs> he's not one to let. He, he's, killed men, he's killed men for less. Well, yes, no, you haven't. Well, love. I've I've threaded men for about the same. <laughs> you give him one yawn. You give him two yawn jokes. You give him three yawn jokes. <laughs> You're dead to Jody. That is it. <sighs> Jody, yeah, right. rest up. You need all that energy, that hateful energy for trivial debates on Saturday. Check yeah, it Saturday, out. Saturday, trivial debates. I'm going against uh, I haven't even told you guys what my I put in my answers with Kevin. I won't say them here. Ooh. But the but there's I want to hear I, got, I, hear I, I got a ju I got I Okay, so I'll just say this. Um Sometimes the advantage of getting your answers in last, because because the, there's a tr uh, an order to trivial debates. You know, if it, once the questions come out, whoever answers first, and you say like, "I want to argue for this song in the music round," um, you know, it's first come first serve. So because I'm going last, I in one of the rounds, I said, "Can I have this answer?" No, it's taken. And then I said, "Okay, here's my second choice," and they say, "Also taken." So I now know exactly what I'm arguing against in that round, whereas they do not know what I'm arguing for. I love so, it. advantage, Dave. I have um, an answer for the um, best female ensemble cast movie. You have your your perspective. I, you want to say it here? You're gonna disagree that it's a, not a female ensemble cast movie, but I will argue with you. Kill Bill Volume One. Is a female. I thought I thought about that. It it, it it crossed my mind. I decided you're absolutely right. But Michael Madsen right. is one of the Viper Squad. But um, he, you barely see him. He's more featured in the second one. 
I know. Yeah. But, okay, so you can say the first one is the more. First, that's what I said. Volume one. Yeah, volume, yeah, volume one. one. Just volume one. Okay, I can I can accept that. Yeah, I should have thought of that. That's not what I'm arguing. So. Anyway, let's sign off here tonight. Just uh, to plug, we said Trivial Debates this Saturday, uh, which is our other channel. Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. We're covering Big Brother three times a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. So we'll be back late Sunday night for that next installment of Big Brother. Uh, but before that, we'll be doing Star Trek Radio Theater, if you're a fan here. And our next episode is the D-Spice Nine episode, Defiant, where we think William Riker shows up to Deep Space Nine, but it actually turns out to be his, well, not evil, but his transporter duplicate, Thomas Riker. Um, so he's, and he's got some Maquis buddies with him. So uh, this is a great episode. If you've, if you've never uh, seen it or it's been a while, um, it's from the third season of Deep Space Nine, 1994. Came out around the same time that Star Trek Generations came out. So it was, I think it was a kind of a cross promotion with Generations and just the fact that that was in theaters um, and that the, t on the TNG crew was transitioning into movies. Um, and so I'm going to be playing Commander Sisko and Quark. Jeff's gonna be playing Mitra Kira and Reese and uh, and and Gull Renor, and uh, and I'll be uh, or sorry and and um, Michael Chan's gonna be playing Gold Ducat, uh, Jessica Chan playing Thomas Riker and Odo, and then we have Ashley Millard as the narrator, is also as Dr. Julian Bashir and Chief O'Brien, and Kevin Millard as Kalita, one of the Maquis, as well as the computer, and my wife Jane playing Lieutenant Dax, an Obsidian Order observer named Karinas and Tamal. Of a maquis uh, henchman. So, all right, let's I check that out Sunday night at nine o'clock. We'll be live here on Live Long and Podcast for that. Until then, I think we can sign up here on Lower Decks, and we hope we look forward to covering episode five next Thursday night with you. All right, I'm Dave, Jamil, and Jeff. Have a good <laughs> one. This is not a sarcastic Vulcan salute like Mar Mariner was giving tonight. Don't you give me that sarcastic Vulcan salute. <laughs> All right. It does look cool when you do it. Damn it, it does. It does. <laughs> oh, thank you.